0: All right, Galatians chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. All right, we're just going to hit those verses tonight. Say this, Galatians 6, 1 through 6. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ." For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for being good and merciful and gracious. Lord, we thank you for everyone that's been uh, faithful to be here tonight, everybody that's faithful uh, to listen in right now. God, we pray you'd help them and bless them through the Word of God. Lord, you know what people need spiritually, physically, Lord, uh, financially. Lord, in the job area, somebody looking for a job. Lord, we think about our young people in school. Lord, I thank you for uh, uh, Zach being able to share with me tonight about the blessing he got to help him with school. Uh, Lord, be with Emily as she's up there at camp. Lord, work in the lives of our young people. Save our young people at a young age and help them to purpose at a young age that their their desire would be towards you and they'd walk with you all the days of their life. Help us, dear God, uh, Lord, uh, uh, to, to love you. Lord, tonight in the, in the sincerity of our heart. Can we say, I love the Lord? Lord, well, we sang that song, Jesus Loves Me. But can but can, uh, G, could Jesus sing tonight, amen? Well, he loves or she loves me too. And I pray, God, that we would uh, search our heart concerning that, Lord. We want to love you. We want to love... Uh, uh, the, the Word of God, the house of God, the things of God. And Lord, uh, know that, uh, Lord, our desire is towards your will. So Lord, work in us there. And Lord, uh, other areas that people need help tonight, Lord, please touch them. God, that we might be all be filled with the knowledge of your will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Dear God, help us, dear God. Now, Lord, as we look at this portion of Scripture, dear God, uh, help us to learn, and I pray you'd be glorified, and you'd build your church in Jesus' name. Amen. And so uh, we, as we look at this, of course, we've been going through Galatians and talking about the law versus grace and all the different ways that uh, uh, Paul has been trying to get that point across to them. Amen. And so I sort of put this thought, you know, he sort of says at the end here, now you've been taught it, but have you caught it? Amen. <laughs> A lot of people are taught it, but I don't know how many people have caught it, you know. Amen. Uh, they've been taught it, but have they caught it? And so these verses show how a person walking in the spirit, right? That's what uh, Galatians 5 was talking about, walking in the spirit, how they should respond and and dealing with others. And notice that first word, brethren, amen? One thing we need to remember is we're a family, amen? I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God, amen? I thank God for my family, but I thank God for his family, that I can be a part of that family too. And so it's going to talk about here when disputes come up. And so when when disputes and negative circumstances arise, and you know that's going to happen. Hey, it happens in your own physical family. You know it's going to happen in your spiritual family. So uh, uh, when those uh, disputes come, when negative things happen in situations, circumstance, and there's that little thing that happens between uh, brothers or happens between sisters or whatever the case might be, you know what? We need to remember we're family, right? At the end of the day, we are family, A good example of that is, you know, we remember what happened with Abraham and Lot, right? There was a little bit of contention between Abraham and Lot. And so Abraham came to Lot one day. And What did he say? Listen to what uh, 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 Abraham said to Lot in Genesis 13, 8. He says this, and Abraham said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee. See, Abraham sets a good example of what we read in here. He says, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee. Between my herdman and thy herdman, look at it says, for we're brother. He says, hey man, family's bigger than all this. Family's better than all this, right? And so, hey, uh, 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 God's made us a, a, a family. So let's uh, let's work this thing out, amen, to a God honoring way. We want to do that in our uh, physical family, and we should want to do that in our spiritual family. Let's work this out in a God honoring way. Of course, Abraham was the senior. He had every right to come in there and, you know, sort of take charge of the situation. But what did he do? He handled it spiritually, he handled it humbly. And, uh, and 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 correctly. Well, and you see that you see that a lot of times when Paul had to deal with things, he said, we didn't come to be a burden. And, you know, he said, we didn't need the Lord over you with our apostleship and all those things. Right. Uh, but he did it in the right spirit. So he gives us one. he says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be <coughs> tempted. And so uh, this word overtaken and so uh, actually you can have uh, two thoughts here overtaken in a overtaken in a uh, in in a fault. You know, it it could be something that sort of happens without notice. You know, Uh, somebody was uh, uh, just sort of out going through their day and then all of a sudden temptation came and man, they they suddenly gave in and they, they, they they fell into sin right there. Or it could be, you know, they just made some rash decision and fall into sin. Uh, and, and or they could have, you know, purposely with purpose uh, done something, uh, uh, some scandalous thing purposely. But whatever ha- whatever the case was, they were overtaken in a fault. And amen. they've fallen in that spiritual ditch, if you will. And they need help. They need help. And so it says, hey, they need somebody spiritual to come along. Amen. Somebody that will, will help them and, and care about them. And that's what this is talking about. And it says spiritual. We could say one who, we might put it this way. It was just talking about walking in the spirit in Galatians 5. And so when we talk about being spiritual, we might say this. One who is consciously Enjoying or actively walking in the spirit. Amen. They're 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 in tune with God. They, as best as they know, they get everything uh, right with God and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Amen. And so uh, uh they're spiritually strong. They're spiritually strong. And what is that spiritual strong one supposed to do? Look at that next word. Restore. That's always the purpose. Whenever we're dealing with a situation, Our desire is to restore, bring that person back to where they should be. And that's what the word restore means. That word restore means this, to put back in its appropriate condition, to put together properly. And so somebody's fallen into sin. Right. And what's that mean? They're not in the condition they should be in. Right. Uh, they're not uh, uh, their life isn't uh, put together like it's supposed to be at that moment. And so what do we want to do as this teaches with, with, with the spiritual guidance and spiritual uh, discernment and care? We want to do what we can. Amen. Uh, uh, to put this person's life back in the appropriate condition. Let me give you some verses that show another way that that word restore is used. Matthew 4, 21, Matthew four twenty one. You know that story where where Jesus comes along and he sees uh, he sees uh, James and John. And it says this in Matthew 4, 21, it says, and going on from thence, talking about Jesus, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother in a ship with Zebedee. Their father. Look at this. What were they doing? Mending their nets. He called them mending. What is that? What were they doing? Their 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 uh, nets had been damaged. Their nets weren't in the proper working order. So what were they doing? They were trying to put their nets back in the proper order so they could be used. Properly so they can be used effectively. And that's what we're doing. We're helping people mend their lives back together. Right. So they can be used the way that God wants to use them. So their life. Amen. Can have a proper purpose. Another uh, way that words use is in Hebrews 11, 3. And I like this verse. It says this through faith. We understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. I like this so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I think this is a good verse. Just a little sidetrack here. That's a good verse to use against you know uh, 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 atheists or uh, people that talk about evolution. They said because you know what they say. I, I like it. Says we're not made of things which do appear. Because what they say. Well, it because when you talk to science, they say, well, it appears this is what happened over billions billions of years ago. It appears this is what happened over this time frame. And I said, well, we know by faith, amen. <laughs> they weren't framed by things which do appear, or even the way it appears. So what is this saying when it says? We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What is it saying? It's saying that the word of God, amen, uh, uh, put these things together in their proper order, put these things together the way that they're supposed to operate. God did that through the power of his word. And that's what the word of God does, right? Uh, You know, in the beginning, God created, right? Uh, 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 the earth, right? And the earth was what? Without form and void. And then what? His word put everything in proper order. And that's what the word of God does. The the word of God shows up and everything's in chaos. And as the word of God goes forth and people yield to that word, the spirit of God works that word, then things begin to line up and everything becomes in its proper order. And that's what God wants to do in people's lives. And he wants to use us to do that. Amen. He wants to allow allow us to have a a part of that. And again, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have a part in leading people to the Lord. It's a blessing to have a part in restoring people's lives. Well, I love those testimonies. People come in and they say, oh, I'll never forget that night. Me and my wife, well, I tell you, if if we had been left alone another two days, we were going to get a divorce. Or if we had been left alone or whatever, this would happen, that would happen. But, oh, God, thank God, by the grace of God, the preacher knocked on that door that night. Or that soul winner knocked on our door that day. Or or I was at work and that uh, that, that dear sister came up and happened to say the right word to me that day. And we came to that meeting with her that night, amen. And our life was restored, amen. What a beautiful testimony that is. So it tells us what we're doing. What is our goal? Our goal is to restore lives, whether it's a, a sinner needing salvation or whether it's a brother or sister that's fallen into sin. Right. We don't want to kick them when they're down. Amen. Beat them when they're down. We want to be there for them, as it shows us in these verses. Why? It says, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. boy. you notice how often that word meekness shows up when you read here in the New Testament. And again, that meekness has to do with that inward grace of the soul. And of course, it's mentioned as a fruit of the of the spirit there in the beginning of verse 23 in chapter five begins with meekness, meekness, Right. And so uh, uh, that that means we want to respond in the proper order. Remember, uh, when when we looked at the works of the flesh, what did we say those were? The works of the flesh, they were the natural tendencies of the flesh, the natural characteristics of the flesh. And the fruits of the Spirit are what? They're the natural characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we're walking in the Spirit, we'll be bringing forth the natural characteristics of Christ. And that's what we do when we deal with people. We want to deal with them with with the proper characteristics, amen, of the Lord Jesus Christ. A good example of that is the Good Samaritan. Let's just uh, read those verses real quick. You know that story. Turn quickly over to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and uh, uh, see what it says here in verses 30 through 35. We'll read this story real quick. Luke 10, beginning verse 30 says, And Jesus answering said, Luke 10, verse 30, And Jesus answering said a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. And likewise the Levite when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But verse 33, but a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was When he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds. Look at this. Pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Verse 35. And on the morrow when he departed, look at this. He took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay it. Boy, you can see a lot. Uh, In that, But the only thing I want to note about this story is what 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 do we see here? How how did uh, the good Samaritan come to this one who needed his life restored? He came to the fallen one where he was. We need to be willing to go to people where they are. And then he supplies oil and wine. Amen. Well, that's a good picture of coming in the in the right spirit, if you will, and the right temperament, because, of course, oil speaks of. Uh, of the spirit. Wine speaks of uh, a, a joy or uh, having the right attitude. And that's the way we need to come to people. We need to come to people in the uh, in the power of the spirit in the guidance of the spirit and the wisdom of the spirit. And then we need to come uh, with joy and in the right space. Say, hey, listen, uh, listen, brother, uh, uh, this happened. But listen, God wants to help you in this situation. God wants to help restore you. Amen. God still wants to use you. Amen. If you'll turn this thing over and get this thing uh, right with him. And then he picks him up. Amen. He lifts him up to a higher place. And that's what we want to do in people's lives. And then he was willing to pay the cost. And we need to be willing to pay the cost to help people. Hey, uh, 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 Brother Ari was telling us right before the service, uh, he, he, he met a man the other day and uh, he, he was homeless and he, he took him a meal and uh, he wanted to go somewhere and, and uh, uh, Ari gave him a ride. And he wasn't one of these people just standing on the corner uh, uh, begging right i don't think you need to give those people any money they just need to go out and get a job right and, and, but this guy he was out trying to clean windows and he was going up to businesses asking to wash windows and stuff so a man trying to uh, do things but listen uh uh, uh 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 amy had to make a meal Uh already had to spend some of his gas. He had to be willing to take the time to go somewhere He was willing to pay the cost to help somebody and we need to be willing to help the cost to help somebody because we you know uh, Remember this restoration is not toleration now. We don't want to tolerate sin We don't want to tolerate people going out there messing with their lives. We want to try to help them right that doesn't mean we don't we we, we don't want to Be enablers but if somebody is willing to get serious and say, hey, I messed up or my life's messed up, I want to get this thing right, we want to be there for them, right? And we want to help them get their life right. And that's what the Bible teaches us to do. You know the story of the man in Corinthians that fell into sin in 1 Corinthians. And then look what Paul says about him in 2 Corinthians. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, in 1 Corinthians, Paul said, hey, we need to rebuke this brother. He's out there and he's boasting in his sin and he's not ashamed of his sin. He needs to get this thing right. But he gets the thing right. And then look how they tell when he decides to get the thing right. Uh, Paul says how they were supposed to treat him in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter two. Notice what Paul said here. Second Corinthians chapter two, beginning in verse five. But if any have caused grief, he that hath not he hath not grieved me but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Verse six, sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was inflicted of many. So listen, there was, there was sin. This man was living open sin. They confront him about it and they dealt with sin. You have to deal with sin in, the, in, in, in your life. You have to deal with sin uh, in the church, but they went, they confronted him and he got it right. And so it says in verse seven, so that contrarywise, wise, yeah, rather what to forgive him. Comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore, I beseech you that you would confirm, look at this, confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether you be obedient in all things, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgive it for your sakes, forgive I look in the person of Christ. Why? Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That's kind of interesting when he when he was talking about the man the first time, basically he said what? He said, hey, uh, Satan's in your church. And you know what? Uh, these people walk around being proud about what they're sin. And so at first he rebuked the man for Satan, what Satan was doing in his life. Now he's warning them, say, hey, if you don't forgive this guy, then Satan's going to get a foothold in your life. You see? And so that's an interesting uh, turn of events there. They say, hey, Satan's working in this guy's life. He's not even ashamed of his sin. But then he gets it right. And they say, now you better forgive him before Satan gets a foothold in your life. For you have an ought against your brother having bitterness in your heart. And so you turn back to Galatians 6, and that's what Paul gives a warning about. Paul gives a warning. Why? In the spirit of meekness, what? considering thyself lest thou also be tempted notice that statement considering thyself what's it saying there warning warning note to self be careful note to self be careful luke 11:35 says take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness listen uh, it, it's but that if we got saved and since the time we got saved, we've been able to stay faithful to the things of God and we've been able to give our life and serve God. And, and yet, you know, there's others that have gone to the wayside and fallen out there. Oh, listen, don't think you are above that, you know, but for the grace of God, Satan could slip in before midnight tonight and destroy any one of our homes and destroy any one of our, lives. boy, the subtility of Satan, boy, what Satan wants to do, listen, uh, and you know what? It's not always. Uh, getting way out there. You know, uh, uh, I, I was at the uh, I was at the range yesterday uh, 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 shooting. I thought I was on the bullseye. But you know what? I thought I was on the bullseye. Right. But I kept shooting to the to the low uh, to the low uh, to the low left there. Hey, listen. Boy, if you know anything about a fire, you can be off just a little bit here. And you think, well, you know, this is no big deal. This isn't no big deal. But boy, that by the time you get a few years down your life, boy, your life is totally messed up and your kids, your children have gone to the wayside and all these things, you're like, well, man, how did this happen? Well, because you were just a you just got a little off off target here. That's why daily, amen. So so you know what, you know what, you know what the guy told me to do? He, he didn't tell me to get up there. He said, man, load every magazine you have and just fire as many rounds as you can. Oh, no, uh-uh. Then the next thing you know, I fired all my rounds, man, and I didn't have no chance hitting that target. Everything's down here. He said, no, just load a few at a time, then check. Load a few at a time, load five at a time, shoot, then check. Load five at a time, then check. And that's what we need to do, amen? Uh, just uh, uh, don't get too many rounds downrange, amen, or many, too many steps downrange before you check and make sure that you're still on target and you're lined up with the things of God. He said, lest ye also be tempted. That means to be solicited to sin. Listen, when we see somebody, uh, whether it's somebody out in the world or whether it's a brother and sister that's fallen into sin, we need to realize it could be us and we need to be thankful it is not us. We don't need to look down our nose at anybody else, but we need to thank God by His grace that is not us. Realizing it could be us, but by God's grace, it is not us. And so we don't need to withdraw from that person, but we need to uh, go to them in the right spirit, amen, and allow them to trust us that we really care about them, and we want to help them get their life restored in their relationship with God. Better hurry along here. Verse 2. Bear you one another's burdens and so forth. Fulfill the law of Christ. That word bear, of course, means to take up and hold and support. Amen. That's what we want to do. We want to be arm lifters like like uh, 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 those that held up uh, Moses arms. Right. When he was up there, uh, when they were out in the battle, we want to help support people that those burdens that it's talking about. Here is talking about the consequences of sinful conduct resulting in trouble and sorrow. Right. We want to help bear people's uh, uh, burdens and be there for them. Right. Uh, uh, Mark two, three says this. We think about bearing one another's burdens. I think about the story of the four men that carried the the one with palsy. It says this in Mark 2, 3 through 5. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of the four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press talking about Jesus, they uncovered the roof where he was. Amen. These are these were somebody that was willing to bear the burden for somebody, and they were they they tore that roof off. Amen. And I, I I'm thinking the guy had to be home that owned that home, right? Hey, but you know it, it doesn't show him complaining. It doesn't show him getting mad. Again. I'm saying, hey, what are you doing to my roof, man? I just had that roof put on, man. My insurance company just paid for it, man. We just had a hurricane. My insurance company just paid for it. Now you're tearing up my new roof. No. Uh -uh. No, he said, hey, man, hey, we're getting somebody to Jesus. We're getting somebody to Jesus. And they were willing to pay the price and help that person get their life restored. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that do weep. And I was thinking about this as I was reading this today. When is the last time? When is the last time you went to somebody in church or your family, whatever the case might be, and said, Listen, I just want you to know I want to be there for you. I want to be there for you. I will be there for you. Boy, don't you want people to know that? I want them, I want, I mean, of course, for my family, I want my family to know that no matter what happens, I want to be there for them. Amen. I want to be there for me, and if God gives me the grace, I will be there for you. I want my church to know, hey, listen. <laughs> I said, I want to be there for you, and I want to be there for you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. I want to be there for you. I want that, I want that to be my heart that, hey, you know, I, I say it all the time, amen. My phone rings just as easy at 2 a.m. as it does uh, 2 p.m. I don't want that just to be a cliche. I want it to be uh, a reality that, hey, you know, if, if I want them to know, hey, if nobody else is going to show up, amen. I'm going to show up. I want to be there for you because that's the way my Lord is. Amen. Hey, listen, when when, when, when nobody else, amen, if nobody else will be there for you, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Well, that might be a good thing. You know, we we, we know people know that. But that might be a good thing to uh, say to somebody before you leave the church or maybe uh, call up somebody in the family and say, listen, I want you to know I will be there for you. I want to be there for you. What a what a what a great thought. And that's the way we should be. Romans 51 says we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Verse two, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For his good, not not what can I get out of this, but what can I give to him through this? Not what can I get out of it, but what can I give to him? How can I help him uh, through this? It's a it's about them. You see, verse three, for if a man thinketh himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. You see, our Christian life is about others. We are to lift up others, not ourselves. If a man think, notice that word, thinketh himself, deceiveth himself himself. Psalm 131 says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Nothing. You know what that word means? That means of of no count. No count. Hey, you're, you're no count. Amen. Well, I, I remember uh, 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 when, when I was a kid and my stepdad, he'd say, he'd say, boy, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never gonna mouth. It. Boy, I'd get, you know, it hurts a little kid. I get not get so mad. And you know what? Well, one day I found out he's right. I'm a nothing. I did amount to nothing. Now I'm not, you know what, I am a nothing. I'm just say, you know, I just had to say, well, I, I didn't like it when he said it, but I found out, you know what, I'm a nothing. Amen. And I want to be a nothing so he can be everything. So he can be everything. Amen. Nothing. Paul said that. Philippians 2, 4. Paul said this. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Boy, some people, they just, you meet them. They just think more highly of themselves than they think. Man, They I mean, they think they're the smartest person in the room, the most talent in the room. I never had that. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that, amen. Eh, man? Now, listen, I, listen. Listen, you're you're smarter than me, amen, but you know what smart doesn't equate to spiritual, amen? Listen, I know I'll never be the smartest person in the room. I know I'll never be in the uh, most talented person in the room, but you know what? If somehow I could be among the most spiritual people in the room, that'd be good enough for me. If If I could at least be the one that loves Jesus the most, if I could be the one that wants to help people the most, if I could be the one with the greatest fire burning in my heart, uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd be helped with that. Let the other guy be smart. Give the other guy, you know, all all, all the talent. Yeah, I wish I could sing, but I, I I can I can I can live without that. Oh, but you know what? I can't I can't live without getting up in the morning and reading my Bible. I can't live without getting up in the morning and praying for my family and praying for you and praying for others. I can't live uh, without that. I mean, that's just that's just got to be part of who I am by the grace of God to care for people, to care for people. Yep, Second Corinthians twelve eleven. Paul said this. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me for I ought to have been commanded, commended of you for in nothing. I am beho- I, for in nothing. Am I behind the very chiefest apostles? But these are this though I be nothing, though I be nothing. Boy, we're so, I tell you, we're so stinking uh, uh, prideful. Boy, we just need to realize I'm nothing. You know what? Neither are you. Let's just get that out of the way. You know what? You're nothing. I'm nothing. Amen. But he's everything. That's the way it needs to be. Verse 4, trying to hurry along here, but let every man, this is for everyone, prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Prove, right? Test whether worthy or not. You need to test. Amen. Right, Worthy or not. Put to the proof his own work. You know, as they taught us in track. Right. Stay in your own lane. Don't get sidetracked about what others are doing or aren't doing. Stay in your own. they teach you that in track. Amen. You're not supposed to look to the right. You're not supposed to look to the left. And especially if you run the hurdles, don't look back. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. You ever trip over hurdles when you run them? I did a few times. Prove your own work. Be content that you are doing what you should be doing for the Lord. Don't get sidetracked by seeking the approval of others. Right. Like it mentions in there in verse 26 of chapter five. Right. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Stay in your own lane. Focus on your own work. Boy, we, we see that. Boy, I work with missionaries and everybody's getting sidetracked what the other one's doing and trying to compete with the other one like that. Listen, I don't care uh, what others are doing. Am I being faithful in what I'm supposed to be doing for the Lord, for the Lord? Amen. Don't seek vainglory. Stay faithful and make sure, prove it. Am I, do I know this moment? I'm in the will of God. Do I know this moment? I'm being guided and controlled uh, by the spirit of God. Do I know this moment? I'm doing what he would have me I do. Am I am I trying to help people along the way? Am I trying to sow the seed? Am I trying to uh, help those that are down and out? Am I there to bear people's burdens? Amen. Am I there to weep with those that weep? Am I there to rejoice with those that rejoice? Amen. Am I there for my brother and my sister in the Lord? Am I staying in? In my lane for every man shall bear his own burden. Now, here's the thing. Now, in that that burden we saw earlier, that one referred to, you know, people dealing with the circumstances of sin and trying to help them with that burden. But when it talks about a uh, 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 burden here, it's talking about our responsibilities. We're supposed to bear the burden of our responsibilities. Look, what is my responsibility? Well, I need to be responsible for my own amen, burdens, for the, own, the things that God has called me to do. Don't be a slacker is basically what it's saying. Romans 12, 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. That's how you bear your burdens Right? Not being slothful in business, being fervent and serving the Lord. Making sure you're in tune with God and doing what He wants you to do. Let's finish up here. Verse 6 And let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all things. He sort of changes the thought here. That word communicate there means to impart and distribute. And basically, notice what it says again there. Let him that is taught, right? The student, Say it that way in the word, communicate unto him that teacheth, the teacher in all things. And that word communicate means to impart or distribute. Basically, what this is saying, be respectful, be respectful, and help meet the needs of those who teach you God's word. Luke 10 7 says, For the laborer is worthy of his hire. First Timothy 5 17, Let the elders that rule be counted worthy of double honor, especially they, they who labor in word and doctrine. Philippians 4.15 uses that word communicate. Now, ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me. Talked about help meet his needs. No, the, 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 no, nobody else tried to help meet my needs, right? And what you say is, nobody else gave me missionary support. You were the only church to give me missionary support uh, at the time, nor communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. There it is. But ye only. And he's are saying, hey, you sort of remind them as he's finishing up, you know, hey, I'm the one that, you know, sort of taught you, man. You know, so uh, basically what he's saying, hey, I've been trying to teach you something the last six chapters, but whether you got it or not, I'm a Baptist, send me an offering. That's what he's saying, really. So something like that, send me, <laughs> no. but uh, so, something along those ways. But here's the here, here's the main thing. Brethren, we're family. We're family. Let's care about one another. And just because somebody messes up, don't stop caring about one another. Amen. Let's purpose that no matter what's going on in somebody's life, if they're rejoicing, let's rejoice with them. If they're weeping, let's weep with them. And if they've messed up, let's be there for them. Amen. Let's stay family and let's keep serving the Lord. Let's pray.